When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Oh, I love it when uh, one of us texts the group thread and says, "Should the Vikings make this trade?" <laughs> or I have a, I have an idea for. A mm-hmm. reckless speculation segment on uh, the Vikings. This Absolutely. exact text exchange took place. I think it was Judd initiating. Uh, you guys seeing the Trey Lance stuff? Yeah, it might have been, oh, Dex. Dex. It might have been Declan. But oh, Dex. Dex, Dex, Dex saw it. Judd too. That's fine. Yeah. I brought up the Trey Lance thing a week ago, and we briefly touched on it, and then Dex saw that Michael Silver, an NFL insider. Okay, so Judd brought it up initially. Dex yep. brought up the Michael Silver. Yep. And then I texted you guys this morning and said, a trade idea hit me like a bolt of lightning. Oh, boy. Yep. So we'll get in, in, into all of this. Yep. This is a bonus episode of Purple Daily. We're going we're gonna to hit you with some bonus episodes here during the juicy part of the offseason because there's not enough show to contain <laughs> all of the things that are to be talked about. So we're going to hit you with some bonus episodes presented by our friends, over at TCL, hopefully you're watching playoff football on your TCL TV because they have award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology, and Surly brings you joy as well. The official beer, not only of our fine show, Purple Daily, but the official beer of Reckless Speculation as well. Because mm. you know what? If you're going to recklessly speculate, as Dex knows too, you got to be sipping on something. And that could be a Furious or a Logic Bomb or an Axeman or a Before I Die. Whatever it is, Surly and Reckless Speculation, gentlemen, they fit like a glove. Surly Brewing. Yes. All right. According to Michael Silver of the San Francisco Chronicle. So Mike Silver used to be a longtime NFL.com, NFL Network guy. He even uh, three years ago during like the first part of COVID, on Mackie and Judd, we did one of those, see how many famous sports figures from Minnesota you can get into a Zoom call at oh, once. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it extended, like, people just started contacting people beyond Minnesota. And, like, Mike Silver wound up in the <laughs> Zoom chat for, like, an hour, just hanging out. It was, like, Mike Silver, Joe Maurer, Ryan Saunders, Lindsey Whalen. Yeah. There's a couple other, uh, Matthew Hatchett made his way in there. That's right. We should find that and repost it. But this is uh, this is what he said. In the San Francisco Chronicle, San Francisco might not fetch more than a third-round pick in return for Trey Lance based on what Michael is hearing from rival executives across the league. Here's the snippet. Even if the Niners are receptive to potential trade offers for Trey Lance after the season, 
they won't come close to recouping the haul that they gave up to move up to get him. Based on my conversations with several teams, general managers, and other high-ranking front office executives, Lance would unlikely to net much more than a third-round selection, though it's definitely possible that there's a team that could be motivated to give up more. And then there's some speculation that if you're a team like the Vikings, you're looking to Mm -hmm. maybe uh, stash a guy behind Kirk Cousins for a minute and look out for your future. Who's going to be throwing passes to Justin Jefferson in the future? That this could be an interesting possibility. So if if a third round pick, maybe a little more, is the asking price based on several, as Mike Silver says, high ranking front office executives. What do you think about that? Well, first of all, if it's a third round pick, uh, I do it yesterday. But here, but here's what makes this intriguing. So this is actually reckless speculation, but it's reckless speculation like Manny's or Murray style. So Silver is a very plugged in, longtime NFL.com guy, SI guy back in the day. He is now working for the San Francisco Chronicle. So he is in the belly of the beast in San Francisco, okay? This report also goes with he's being told by team sources, and nobody schmoozes sources like this guy silver's really good at, at this he is yes so so like so brock purdy he is told is going to be the starter next yes. season uh and it sounds like he's sort of shooting down the there's going to be a competition for it that brock purdy with how well he's done is in line to start okay so like I, one i give this i give what he's reporting credibility that goes beyond declan sending me a note last night saying hey if you could get a third round pick or trade a third round pick um I do this, and I've, I've actually, too, got a list of pros and cons here on Trey Lance. Yeah, that's funny. I literally have a list of pros oh. and cons in front of me, too. That's funny. But but that being said, let's just take the question. Believing that this is on the right track to possibly be extremely true, a third-round pick? I do more than a third-round pick. But a third-round pick? The Niners, the Niners I'll walk Judd. it there. The Niners are like, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take a third-round pick. Judd's like, no, I feel terrible. I'm actually going to give yep. you more than that. Yep, I want to give you uh, something <laughs> else, too. But I will walk. The, if I was crazy, I would walk the third-round pick to the Bay Area to hand it to San Francisco. Okay, I actually have a, a different idea for the 49ers, which we can get into here shortly. But let's go through some of our pros and cons. So, obviously, the con, the cons list is is relevant because Trey Lance, he's, he's banged up. He's already two years into his five-year rookie scale contract. And he has really proven nothing. Like his stock has fallen from yep. trade multiple first round picks to go up to get him. Cause he's a six foot five, you know, 220 pound athletic phenom. Um, and now he's just like a guy that they might cast aside. It's a, two years later. And he's just like, ah, I guess we're going to go with, the guy that was the last pick in the draft, and if we can get a third-round pick. The fact that the Niners, and the fact that the Niners, before the injury, were so worried about his accuracy and ability to sort of like lead as a young quarterback that uh, they didn't trade Jimmy Garoppolo. They kind of kept Garoppolo on a side field just in case, you know, break glass in case of emergency, and they wound up, after the injury, going with Garoppolo. And accuracy has been a huge problem. So there are definitely some things. He's not a sure bet at all. Not that any young quarterback is, but he's 22 years old. He's going to be 23 in May. So he's like, he's still the age that he's younger than some of the college quarterbacks that are going to come out two years after his draft class. Correct. Um, 
He can make plays with his legs. He was, a, like I said, a top three overall pick two years ago. So if you still, if you're Quasi and you're looking for, like he did, he did the trade for Jalen Rager, right? Well, that was a guy that was a first round pick. He might have whiffed on that one because it doesn't look like Jalen uh, Rager can run routes. And Trey Lance has cap hits of just $9 million and $10 million the next couple of years. Uh, so if he were to become your starting quarterback, and then there would be a fifth-year option if you, if you triggered it. So if he were to become your starting quarterback, he'd be making a lot less money than the current quarterback is making. So those are, those are things to weigh here in this conversation. So among the potential pros that I, I have, and it's going to sound weird because this is going to sound like a con when I say it, but he has played only nine games of football since the pandemic year 2020. NDSU's season got canceled, and he played in what basically became a Trey Lance showcase game. And since then, he played four games. I think I think he got into uh, eight games total with San Fran in the last two years. But here's the pro. He has developed or been developed for a couple of years now under Kyle Shanahan, who we all know is a great quarterback mind. Um, and as we discussed, I think yesterday, Kevin O'Connell sort of comes from that family, that same philosophy. So you would be planting a quarterback who's been developed by Shanahan into a culture and into a system that is not going to be, this is a different system. Everything is different. Uh, the other thing that people I, don't, I haven't heard talk about enough, but it's pretty important because it allows you to make an, it allows a judgment to be made. The two days of joint practices that San Francisco held at TCO Performance Center here last summer allow the Vikings to basically, and this is why teams, this is the only thing that teams don't like about joint practices, Tyler Thigpen, is it allows teams to get a long look at players in practice setting, which is incredibly important, and more importantly, get those players on film. So O'Connell very much had the ability to make judgments. He's friends with Shanahan, but more importantly, he saw him. He saw him. The second thing or the third thing is if Trey Lance, now he got hurt running, okay? And, that is, and, and he broke his ankle, and this has been a problem. That being said, if he recovers in full, there's probably a happy medium between, dude, you don't need to take that hit, but you're mobile. Like yeah, I'm assuming we're not, we're not his, looking for a thousand yards rushing here. Just keep I'm, plays alive. I'm assuming his mobility won't be gone. And then Phil, as you said, the con the contract's really intriguing because it gives you a couple of years of a look see. And so in my world, I'm probably projecting that he would start in 24. So it gives you one year as a starter. I don't think he starts in 23 because I think Kirk is here. Um, and that's gonna make and that's gonna make you judge quickly because my first con is this, and this is the interesting thing. I forgot this one, okay? So you're saying he's got the fifth-year option, which he does, and you can exercise it. I forgot before the agreement between Kyler Murray and the Cardinals on an extension was worked out, that fifth-year option that the Cardinals initially picked up was $29.7 million for one season fully guaranteed in 2023. Mm -hmm. So he then signed an extension, and, 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 they, and they smoothed it out. The point being is, when it comes to quarterbacks, the fifth-year option is not really an option as much. Like with Jefferson, it is. With with a quarterback, you're going to want to smooth th that out. So basically, the 24 contract is awesome, but you need to make a decision. But that being said, again, if the return's a third-round pick, okay, I'll make that decision. Yeah, and a couple things, just to go back to a couple things on your pros and cons list. Let's go to the contract for a second. I think if... And I am projecting way out here because you'd have to you have to make the trade 
and then he'd have to be good and develop, and then you'd have to want to extend him to get to where I'm about to go with this conversation. But he would be – so he's going to be 23 this year while his age lines up with uh, with the year on the calendar, right? He's 23 in 23, 24 and 24. Yep, May. So his fifth-year option would be 25. So if you signed into an extension, it would kind of wipe out – you'd probably smooth out the 25 cap hit because that fifth-year option winds up being – I'd have to go look at, like, the NFL rules, but it winds up being the equivalent of, like, a transition tag player. Not a franchise tag, but, like, a transition tag player. So it's not, it's not – yeah, it's not super cheap, but it's less It's less than you would pay, like, for an elite quarterback on, on, the, on the market. But my point is he would be, like, 25, 26 years old when a new contract kicks in. And if you felt good enough about him, it wouldn't be like the last five years where, all right, well, we're getting a guy who is 30, and then he's 32 on the next discussion. Now he's 34, and you're only doing these, like, ironclad one- and two-year extensions that give you no wiggle room to move money around. That's the beauty of an extension for a 26-year-old quarterback. If it's like a six-year deal or something, you can you can – Knock out the cap hit, big signing bonus. Knock out the cap hit in the first couple of years. Yep, and you can maneuver money around. So again, that's like three steps down the road. Do, okay, on the games played thing. So Trey Lance has only started twenty one games since high school. Mm-hmm. He played one full season at NDSU, and he was dominant. He threw one interception. Period at NDSU. None as a starter in a full year. So he was like 28 or 30 touchdowns or something. No interceptions, over 1,000 yards rushing. And I get it. It's FCS competition. If, if you would have played in the Big Ten or something, it might have been different. But do you view that as, wow, I mean, I know he's coming off an injury, but the guy's like relatively fresh considering. Or do you say, boy, that is a tall task to go from only playing 21 games, none in big-time college football, to then being a viable starter in the NFL. So the interesting thing about this is the 49ers franchise uh, with Shanahan and Lynch has proven to be pretty damn smart. Like they've been very, very successful. They are not a fluky franchise. They considered Trey Lance coming out of NDSU. So with nothing on film in the National Football League to swap three first-round picks and a 2022 at the time third-round pick to the Dolphins to move up nine spots. So. If that's what the Niners thought, all right, to me that's interesting because it's not just a fly. That Kyle Shanahan's not this quarterback desperate, I can't find one guy. He actually can identify them. The second thing is this is where I rely on O'Connell. This is where, this is where like Spielman scared me because I, I always felt that a lot of his QB moves came out of a sense of desperation of I've got to find one. I don't want that. I want someone who says, you know what? And that's where I'm going back to. I think yeah. those two days of joint practices, I know it's just two days, but I think two days of joint practices looking inside there. So you're not playing him in a game. You're actually watching him in practice. Helps you out. Um, and so if you get him at the right price, so you're not trading first round picks. If you get him, and I'm curious what your scenario for potential trade is going to be. If you get him at the right price, I don't see what the lose is. Like, I, I don't see what the, you give up a third third round pick. And I also spent part of yesterday watching film. Breaking down film. Watching scouting Football. film. 
So once you're done, I want I do want to so, talk. Sounds like you before, and I had the same exact evening yesterday. Before I, I, we're done, a list of pros and cons, Trey Lance, Trey Lance, and then no. watching Trey Lance throw footballs at practice well, on YouTube. <laughs> I watched him in practice for those two days, and I'm going to tell you right now. And I, I've broached this with you and and uh, Patrick as well. The mechanics did scare me, so I went and watched film, read some stories from some people that know about more about QB mechanics than I do, which is a lot of folks. Uh, and there, there's a conversation there. But yes, for a third round pick, or let's say it's a second round pick, let's just say it's not a huge haul going back to San Francisco. I don't see the lose. And also, the Vikings, we kind of brought this up in passing earlier in the week. The Vikings just feel like they're in a really good position to develop a quarterback, as Maya Mackey agrees on the other side of this uh, studio door here. She's like, it's Nutrisource time. He's like, are we ready to talk about Nutrisource? Yeah. We will, like, we will shortly. She wants to know when the spot is. Everyone <laughs> wants their spots. We will shortly. Um, and, and I think some people feel like, well, you have to, you know, the Vikings offensive line is not very good. Okay, you're never, think about the teams that generally draft great quarterbacks, right? The Niners, the Niners were kind of a rare case. The Chiefs where it's a good team that gets their hands on a Trey Lance or a Patrick Mahomes, usually it's a train wreck. I mean, look around. Like, the Houston Texans are going to draft a quarterback probably. Good luck. Brandon Cooks is, like, 30 years old and living up to his namesake. He's, like, their weapon, right? They don't – so the Vikings have – again, it's not a perfect situation, but the Vikings have Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, two of the best pass catchers at their positions. They have one of the best left tackles, one of the best right tackles. They've got a head coach that has a proven track record of elevating Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford to new heights. They just, I think, circumstances matter. And so this is a good, to me, this is a better time to gamble on a young quarterback, be it draft or a trade for Trey Lance, than some of the other points in Vikings history. And again, like, Tavares Jackson was probably going to be a bust no matter what, but his two main wide receivers were Bobby Wade and Troy Williamson. And his head coach, albeit offensive-minded, was kind of a weird guy. Brad Childress wasn't, like, connecting with Tavares Jackson on a deep level probably, right? Uh, Christian Ponder was probably going to be a bust regardless, but his number two receiver for two years was Michael Jenkins, like a 30-year-old Michael Jenkins, right? His head coach was a defensive guy that got fired. Leslie Frazier, a a brilliant defensive coordinator. Um, On the flip side, when you draft Dante Culpepper 25 years ago, and you plug him in with Randy Moss and Chris Carter in the year you know, 2000, it's a lot easier to drive the car. So I just feel like any quarterback would have a better chance, even if they don't fully know what they're doing, because of the car that they would be driving here in Minnesota. I and think, yeah. Imagine, I, go ahead, Jed. Go oh, ahead, Jed. Oh, I, I was going to say, imagine getting a look-see for almost nothing. Like a third-round pick for a quarterback is not, that's nothing. So, like, if, if you could get that and get the development, that's to me, is the, the key thing. Because, yeah, you're right, Phil. What's your infrastructure? What do you get as an infrastructure? Do you get Childress? And Brad Childress did some really good things personnel-wise in retrospect, but we thought he was a quarterback whisperer. If you recall, he got a lot of credit for McNabb, and that was clearly Andy Reid now. So, yeah, there are th- – this is why O'Connell's here. O'Connell is here because, and you know what? If Kevin O'Connell turns around tomorrow and says, Trey Lance, uh-uh, I've seen it, don't like it, I'd be like, okay, totally defer to you on, on that. With Rick, I always felt it was this 
for lack of a better term, wishy-washy. I'm going to put my toe in the, I'm going to put my foot in the water, but I'm like, I don't know about that. So yeah, this is, I think you're right, Phil. I think if a guy like Trey Lance or a draft pick, if Kevin O'Connell says, I can work with this guy, to me, it gets a lot more credence than, than previous administrations here did. If it, if, if it's a third round pick, yeah, you take it to the bank and run, or as Judd said, Quasi walks it, rows it. I don't care how he gets it. If, if that's the asking price, you, you hand deliver it to him. From San Francisco's side, I think they would be pretty foolish to deal him pre-training camp. So I, I think what's probably going to happen here from San Francisco's side, if I can be 49ers daily, the executive producer of, of this program, um, <laughs> if, I was a, if I was a 49ers fan or if I was a 49ers general office person, probably what you're going to do here is drive up his value back to any type, any type of, of heightened value because right now it's in the absolute tank, right? It's in the absolute gutter. He's mm-hmm. hurt. You have a guy who just came in who's on the doorstep of bringing his team to the Super Bowl who was inactive, essentially, for a few games this season, and now he's on the doorstep of going to the Super Bowl. If you're San Francisco, you drive up the value in practice, you hype him up in first-team reps, you get all this stuff up, and you create a bidding war, because probably what's going to happen in training camp, right? We saw this with Sam Bradford in 2016. A team's probably going to lose their quarterback some fluke, weird injury in the preseason. And then all of a sudden, a team becomes desperate. And now it becomes not just a third-round pick, it becomes a second or a first or multiple draft picks. So I don't think San Francisco was just going to give Trey Lance away between now and even the draft or even between now and training camp because they may as well try to heighten the value up. That being said, if Lance's representatives or if the 49ers are like, you know what, screw it, we have Brock Purdy. We're set here. Let's take a third-round pick, cut our losses, and go. Go for it. I just don't think San Francisco is in a rush necessarily to deal him whenever their season ends, whether it's with the Super Bowl win or if they lose this weekend. That makes a lot of sense except for for this. There's no hyping him up is going to be almost impossible because if Purdy is their guy, there's no first team reps to get. Like training camp doesn't work like that. Like it it works like this. If Brock Purdy is the guy, he gets the reps. Mm -hmm. And, And Trey Lance is the backup, which actually might hurt him. I think the difference in the Bradford scenario in this, too, is Bradford was a finished product who had lost his job. But you knew you could plug him in. Lance brings a ton of unknown. So, like, if I lose my quarterback next September, my guy goes back to pass and snaps his damn leg, and that's it for him. Am I going to trade for a guy who is still deemed by some as a project? Like, Trey Lance presents a really interesting case study of what you do with a quarterback who's never gotten off the ground. Yeah, I think so. I absolutely see the logic in not trading him at his absolute basement value. If you're the Niners, you're also trying to weigh, okay, we are absolutely in a Super Bowl window right now. And so if we can if we can move a guy out that's not going to help us with that in the next three years for an asset in this year's draft or for this year's by this year I mean two thousand twenty four or twenty three I mean. Which uh which brings me to the phone call that I would make here. Okay. Because I think I can solve this for everyone involved. Reckless speculation. I make this phone call especially. <laughs> oh, look at that. Declan's got the, the red bat phone. There used to be an old Macadax bachelor pad back in the day. Uh, <laughs> I don't think City. you can dial out with that phone. That's the one no, downfall. You, you, only, you only Commissioner Gordon can call you. <laughs> I'd love to know what type of things were ordered on that phone back in the day, oh, but boy. I probably don't want to know. Now, again, you can't call out. So the only Oh, I thought I, it worked at one time. I, I thought you just it didn't work. No, out. there's literally no di- like the only way it works, and I had it plugged in as my home phone at one point. Funny. But the only thing that would happen is it would ring and uh so I would 
I would only get like spam calls on it because like <laughs> no one knew the number except for whatever. Um, so I especially make this phone call if the Niners don't win the Super Bowl and they feel like, oh my God, we got so it's the second time we've been there. It's the second time we got beat by Mahomes or something, or maybe Burrow beats them, or maybe they lose in Philadelphia. One of the only flaws on that team, they they have the best scoring defense in the league. They have an incredible offensive line. They've got weapons all over the place. But one of the only flaws on that team is they were outside the top 10 in pressures and sacks defensively. They have Nick Bosa, who's one of the best, probably a future Hall of Famer, one of the best in the league. They don't really have a second dominant edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Hey, John Lynch. Mm-hmm. I would love to float the idea of a Daniil Hunter, Trey Lance package of some kind. We'd have to work out if there's draft picks involved. But let me start the bidding with this. How about, and we, you know, Daniil Hunter, we love him, but we have major cap problems. We're just, we're not going to be able to pay him what he's worth in his prime, John. He's still 28 years old. Now we know that, uh, Based on our conversation yesterday that edge rushers, usually the elite peak for them is 28, 29, and then they start declining. And so if you're the Vikings, this would be, again, like we talked about yesterday, a great time to cash in high on Daniel Hunter. Could you get the Niners to say, all right, forget about this third round business. We'll give you Daniel Hunter and maybe our fifth. And you give us Trey Lance and two of your three third-round comp picks that you're projected to get in the 2023 draft. So the Vikings would get three years of Trey Lance, they would get two third-round picks, and they would offload a huge chunk of money and a huge conundrum in what do you do with Daniel Hunter, who's going to want a new contract. And all you would give up is a fifth-round pick, and you give up Daniel, but he's not going to be part of this thing in two or three years anyways. He doesn't fit the window yeah. of Jefferson, Derrissaw, yeah. Hawkinson, yep. and your new quarterback. What do you so, think? Who says no? Well, I think the Niners Speculation. probably don't give you a third-round compensatory pick, but I do think that you could probably get a later-round pick from them back. But, I mean, the, you know, if the Niners now, the Niners are obviously going to know what you sort of uh, laid out so eloquently yesterday, Phil, which might create some problems. But they but, they would only, in this scenario, care about winning a Super Bowl in 2023 yeah. and putting Daniil Hunter with one or two years of prime left next to Nick Bosa. If Kevin O'Connell thinks that Trey Lance can work, if Kevin O'Connell knows from behind the scenes that Shanahan has him on the right track, and if Trey Lance can agree to be mobile but not stupid, because I'll, I'll go back to in week one, I found stories yesterday against that game that uh, San Fran played at Soldier Field that Trey Lance like took like three hits he shouldn't have. And then in week two, he got hurt. But if you could contain him to be smart, yeah, I'd do that trade. For the, this is the thing. For the Niners, and this Absolutely. is the reason why I included other picks. For the Niners right now, and for the league, Daniil Hunter is a lot more valuable than Trey Lance. Now, I get that you would be getting three years of Lance and the idea of what he could become. And he's, and he could be a franchise quarterback right now. He's nothing. He's a, he's a theory, right? He's a project still. So I think, and if, if the, if the discussions are, you could, you could get Lance for a third round pick. Well, is Daniel Hunter worth more than a third round pick to which I say, yes. So then the Niners would have to kick something else in to make it an even trade. 
So it would be Lance sure, plus, yeah. and I project, I, I'm saying Lance plus two-thirds yes. for Hunter and a fifth. You could finagle it however you want, but I think it has to be Lance plus blank for Daniil Hunter. Yes, I would do that trade. If you're the Vikings? If I'm the Vikings, oh, yeah. Yes. I don't, think so. I don't think so. I don't think the Vikings do that. I don't think the Vikings trade one of their premier pass rushers, even though I, the contract conundrum is the issue here, like with Daniil, because they're going to have to pay him. They don't really have a lot of money that's floating around on their salary cap. So I, I, get, I get that point. But I think trading a premier pass rusher for a complete unproven project quarterback on top this is of why I mid-round want the, yeah, This picks. is why I want the draft picks back, too. Yeah. This is why it's Lance plus. Lance, Lance plus, plus something. But then thir- like third-round compensatory picks? No. I, I need something. I need a sweeter I need a sweeter deal than that. I, I, need, I need something more than that, in my opinion. Well, the Niners don't have a first or a second-round pick, which is also part yeah. of the— Which is part of their problem from the Trey Lance trade. Mm-hmm. Now so here, recoup some value by getting someone that can help you if they don't win the Super Bowl. Is there a final piece to get your your pass rush to that peak level? So young quarterbacks are always a theory. They're always a theory. I, I mean, unless it's Andrew Luck or Lawrence or heck Joe Burrow, but for the most part. So here's where I would make a case that if if Kevin O'Connell wants to pull the trigger on Trey Lance, I would pull the trigger. He is a theory. He is a young guy, but you know what? He's had two years now in an infrastructure that's really damn good. So, like, would I rather take a chance on drafting um, uh, Richardson in the first round or acquiring Trey Lance? I think you know more about Trey Lance. And that might scare you away totally. But what I'm saying is I, there, there is more internally, there's going to be more intelligence about Trey Lance than a lot of these quarterbacks who we just talk about because they, they ran a non-NFL system in college, but look yeah. good. So, like, this is why this intrigues me completely. And just quickly, so on the mechanics, Trey Lance has a dip in his throw. He's got a long motion, but more importantly, he can take the ball up too high, but instead of throwing it, he then dips it down. They have worked on that. And the dip is actually not the worst thing. If you watch arm slots of quarterbacks today, Trey Lance's problem is he's got to have the ball lower before the dip. He takes too much time in going from here to here to throw it. Football. So, but these things have been worked on. And that's, a, that's again, what I like. He said two years of working on this with people in the profession. Not I mean, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers had bad mechanics. Yes. I ironed him out for three years and, and he's became got, Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers still has a dip. Uh, Tedford, where, where he played at Cal, had him with the ball too high. They brought it down. But you know what? Aaron Rodgers also learned by sitting behind Brett Favre. Trey Lance has learned. that This is what intrigues me here. This is a really interesting, I think, appropriate discussion. And then just one more, one more thing on the reckless speculation 49er reckless daily bandwagon. Speculation. Until it's all said and done, okay? I have to wonder if San Francisco... So let's say, Phil, that your scenario takes place. They get close, but no cigar. And Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch get one bite at the apple, one year of a guy coming home to the Bay. Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. That hasn't been dismissed yet. And you and they, they have about $16 million in cap space right now before restructure. So they could pretty easily make that work without giving up anything. They could just sign him. And like... A free agent. Brock Purdy might be the quarterback of the future then. 
But I don't think Brock is going to go into John Lynch's office and bitch up a storm. And you'd still, yeah, you'd still have Brock for like two more years after the one year of Brady. Just a lot. It's very, it's very interesting. Very. Oh, yeah. Reckless speculation. Oh, this reckless speculation session presented hey, Stella, by our friends at Nutrisource. Our patient dogs waiting for us to talk about their favorite food. Nutrisource is the official dog food oh. of Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd. You can see on the screen, this is a hungry Maya Mackie looking <laughs> saying, where's my, where's my dinner? Where's my dinner? The movie. gut and digestion health is uh, is a key key ingredient of uh, Nutrisource, a key benefit, I should say. Yep, and that's what this little girl Stella knows. She's twelve, okay, but you know what? She's healthy and she's happy, and she just went to the vet and got uh, got the seal of approval. And you know what? Part of a big part of that Nutrisource, not only their food but their treats as well, have helped uh, Stella's gut health, have helped keep her healthy, and that is absolutely key. So not only is the food fantastic for your dog, but it keeps them healthy and it keeps them young. And that's the most important thing. Nutrisource. Nutrisourcepetfoods.com to find a retailer near you. Thank you guys for supporting our sponsors here. A little bonus episode that turned reckless here on Purple Daily. We'll see you guys on Write That Down as well today.